Welcome to the Business in Vancouver podcast. I'm Haley Wooden. I'm Tyler Orton. And this podcast is brought to you by Manning, Elliott Accountants, and Business Advisors. Well, Tyler, you were out of the newsroom almost all day yesterday at a conference all to do with the economics of the province and business in BC. Yeah, it was a cool thing. A BC Business Summit going on is hosted by the BC or the Business Council of British Columbia. So the theme was scaling up and why BC firms really need to grow. They, they can't be as risk averse as they are right now. Uh, the, the stat that kind of stuck around with me, though, is that Vancouver has about one third of kind of the output that a city jurisdiction of comparable size does in North America. Hmm. So just think about if we could raise that to two thirds the output that a comparable city or jurisdiction in North America would have. Think about the immense economic value that would create. And that's why they're pushing a lot of business firms to expand. And we saw that quite a lot of great panels going on. A lot of businesses talking about scaling up the challenges they had and the successes they had going through it, whether it's Steamworks Beer or Bardell Animation, just a lot of cool guys experiencing, sharing their stories as well. That's great. Yeah, I know there's uh, obviously we're in a period of uncertainty, which for some might mean some hesitancy in terms of really expanding yeah. and growing past a certain level, uh, as well as measures like even the difference between being a small business and the tax rate you pay for that versus actually growing and paying at a significantly higher rate. That was a big topic there as well. Sure. Uh, people are adjusting. Uh, John Horgan was there. So I, I actually got to moderate a panel uh, there with uh, John Stackhouse, uh, Senior Vice President over at RBC. Uh, he also former Editor-in-Chief uh, Global Mail. And I was like, John, listen, you got the ear of the government right now. What are you telling them with regards to policy, especially when we come across, say, taxation? And, you know, uh, and not just Stackhouse, but a number of the other panelists were saying, look, we, we can't punish small businesses for being successful like we have to make it more equitable to get them to expand encourage them to expand so uh, believe me Haley we heard a lot of that <laughs> I believe it we hear a lot about it on our radio show as well yeah. people talking about that so uh, what, what's catching your eye this week well we had the BC Utilities Commission of course come out with its final report relating to site C our resources reporter Nelson Bennett has been all over it uh, it's a damning report in his words, and it shows cost overruns if it moves forward, delays, there's doubt that it would be online by November 2024 if, in fact, the government decides to move forward with it. And, you know, at the end of the day, there is going to be a price tag for BC ratepayers. It's going to cost to halt the project $3.6 billion to do that. And the report says that that's the least desirable option. Closing it means there's almost $4 billion in sunk costs and then costs to remediate the site, and then $10 billion if it moves forward. Yeah, you and I were we able to talk about this on the radio show with Werner Anfeiler, uh, economics professor at UBC Sutter School of Business. And he made the point here that there's no real great option for the government. It's not going to come down to, say, an economic decision so much as a political decision, what they may have an appetite for versus what, what could be uh, worse for them politically. Because, uh, Haley, as you noted, rates are going to go up for ratepayers no matter what the option is, whether they cancel it or whether they move forward because of those cost overruns. Exactly. And the sense I get from Werner as well is that, you know, something will need to be done to modernize existing energy facilities as well as bring about additional capacity. Whether we need the full capacity of Site C has been an area of debate. 
but I think it's clear that we will need some capacity moving forward to the future. I, I, the one point that uh, Ann Filer made is that, look, even if we go forward to Site C Dam, how do you kind of account for some of the cost overruns? Mm. Sell it to other markets. And if Alberta is trying to get away from coal, it'd make for a pretty easy partner there in, in order for us to sell our electricity to our neighbors to the east. I, I paused yeah. there for a second. <laughs> No, neighbors to the east. Yeah, that's right. I know, as you said, and Werner said as well, it's going to be a political decision. More than 2,000 jobs hanging in the balance relating to this project, too. And that's come up time and again, anytime the NDP government has talked about this. So we'll see. But it seems like if you're going off of this report and if the government heeds its words, it's not going to be the middle decision, which is halting and sort of deferring a final decision. It's got to be moving forward, which the Green Party does not want, or canceling it which then means they're responsible for some job losses which yeah. the NDP doesn't want to be. So that's a tough spot, but we'll see. Uh, next couple of months, I believe, we'll get a decision on that. We're going to continue the business news after this short break. This podcast is brought to you by Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors. Manning Elliott has been providing expert accounting, assurance, business advisory, tax, and valuation services to businesses in the Lower Mainland and Fraser Valley since 1952. If you're serious about taking your business and brand to the next level, and if you want an accounting firm that'll be there to help you every step of the way, give Manning Elliott Accountants and Business Advisors a call at 604-714-3600. That's 604-714-3600. Or you can check them out on their website at manningelliott.com. CA. What else is catching your eye in business news? You know, I, I got to spend that whole day at the BC Business Summit, mm -hmm. and there's a big announcement from Microsoft that I, I find intriguing with regards to their proposition for the emerging market of mixed reality. They say that they are going to expand their Vancouver office by 50 heads uh, in order to add more expertise when it comes to mixed reality. For those unfamiliar, I think of you know, virtual reality or augmented reality mixed reality similar you put on headgear and images you know let's say you're using the microsoft hololens images would be presented in front of you as if they were actually there say giant holograms of jet engines so that designers could look out at flaws and make sure the mechanics are all functioning so it's some pretty cool stuff that they're working on microsoft they're making a big play for it every single time i've seen brad smith speak in the last uh, i'd say eight nine months He's been in Vancouver actually quite a bit uh, for mm. the last little bit, but um, he's talking about how mixed reality is the next big thing here. So they're at, uh, adding 50 heads in Vancouver, and Microsoft is also pairing up with BCIT on a mixed reality curriculum, which Brad Smith, president of Microsoft, says is the first of its kind in Canada. Mm. There's even going to be uh, new credentials to go along with it. So it sounds like very much like... Microsoft is kind of going all in with a, a big bet on mixed reality, especially here in Vancouver. The reason why Microsoft likes Vancouver is because all of the background expertise in, say, uh, game design development, uh, VFX, all those yeah. kinds of things that you can't necessarily find in just any old jurisdiction. Yeah, we've talked about that before, sort of what may distinguish Vancouver's tech hub from other ones in Canada around the world. And that mixed reality has been one element where that could be an area where Vancouver really becomes a leader. Like you said, because of the gaming giants here, EA being one, others as well. That's interesting. I'm still waiting to see it lash out onto the mainstream stage. I know obviously the enterprise solutions, really, really cool and applicable, whether it's medicine, health, uh, military, whatever it may be. But we haven't seen that explosion of VR or mixed reality, I think, from a consumer I, perspective. I, I think prices will just have to come down 
considerably. I think for for now and for the foreseeable future, this is going to be an enterprise-driven industry. And I think that's why Microsoft is focusing on a lot of the companies that can provide, say, enterprise solutions for mixed reality. So, Haley, what's catching your eye as well? Well, HBC Hudson's Bay, it's been in the news a lot over the last few weeks, most recently mentioning that it's going to be considering offers on its iconic Vancouver flagship location at the corner of Granville and West Georgia. It's a property valued at reportedly $900 million, a very valuable piece of real estate. No offers that we know of on the table right now, but the company says it hopes whoever might take it over if they get an owner and they get a deal that's reasonable. There would continue to be a base store at the location. It is going to be a smaller one, though, because we know WeWork, which offers temporary workspaces for workers, they're moving into a couple floors. So it's going to be a smaller bay. And who knows long term what that site might look like if it sells. Yeah, the regional manager at WeWork, he was actually at the BC Business Summit yesterday as well, uh, Wednesday. And uh, he was saying, okay, we actually just finished or, or officially opened up our. Bental 3 location uh, as of Wednesday, November 1st. And uh, they, they do plan on opening up uh, another location at Bental 2. I might be getting my Bentals mixed up, but essentially <laughs> they would become the largest tenant in the entire Bental Center as of September 2018. So wow. we see some major expansion from this company. I, th- their growth is just kind of through the roof as well. The funny thing is it looks as if they're giving up a lot of their space to say Amazon, which kind of goes against what you typically think of as a company focused on co-working space for early stage you know, startups, mm-hmm. so to speak. So, But look, if they got the space, then it's easy for Amazon to plug in and that's that. Why not go for it? Yeah. And this maybe helped uh, raise awareness of WeWork too. I mean, I they weren't really on my radar a couple of years ago or a year ago even, but now we've seen them take over HBC's uh, Lorton Taylor building in New York. So they've certainly uh, moving into really notable pieces of property in a big way, including here in Vancouver. So there you go. But we'll see if the bay continues to be the bay in its current size (laughs) moving forward. uh, We spoke to retail insiders Craig Patterson on our radio show recently, and he says there's still a future for department stores, but it does appear like they're downsizing in the bay, facing pressure, obviously, to sell off some real estate. So we'll see. That's it for our Business in Vancouver podcast today. This podcast was brought to you by Manning, Elliott Accountants, and Business Advisors. If anyone wants more business news or to connect with you, Tyler, where can they go? Yeah, go to at Reporton. That's R-E-P-O-R-T-O-N. Find me on Twitter. What about you, Haley? Where can we find you? My handle is at Haley Wooden. You can also find both of our stories and the stories from our BIV newsroom over at BIV.com. More podcasts also available on iTunes. Anyway, that's it for our show this week. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.